Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's through our journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. Hi, I'm Regina. I'm Christine. And welcome to the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast. Oh my God. It's finally happening. Can I just say it? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I mean, like, so excited that this day has finally come. I know. We've been talking about this for quite a few years now. Yeah. Um, I think that we met about six years ago now. Yeah. I guess a little background between how we know each other. Exactly. How we're we're friends or why we became friends. Yeah. I mean. Um, We met about six years ago at a YouTube production company. That we both worked at. That we we both worked at. And we were the only women who were on the team at the time. Yes. And. And we just got along really well. We were always giggling in the corner and we were always, you know, we had a bunch of inside jokes that I think eventually led on to like, you know, 3 a.m. conversations in each other's cars parked in the middle of the street. And I think we just noticed that we had a lot of similar ideas and similar kind of aspirations and dreams and hopes and everything um, for what we hope to do for, I think, the Asian American community and kind of women in general. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, from that, we just realized that having really honest, candid conversation was one of the best parts to our friendship. And I think that's something that we've wanted to share because um, I guess being in in media, you know, you kind of develop like a voice that you just realize that a lot of people share a lot of interests and, and stories that connect each of us. So hence this podcast. And I think just with that's our only agenda here is just to share our stories and hopefully connect with some of you guys out there. Yeah. Um, so one of the reasons why we wanted to name this the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast that Christine came up with. Yes, I'm like, God, <laughs> such a great name. Um, when she mentioned the name to me, it actually reminded me of the John Legend song, All of Me, because he Can talks about... it? No, I'm not going to sing. <laughs> I'm not going to sing in our first episode. Maybe later. Um, but he t- kind of talks about, you know, um, mentioning Chrissy Teigen and saying that he loves all of her perfect imperfections, with it, which I thought was really cute. And I think that I really liked that concept of it because he kind of acknowledges her flaws, but still loves her anyway. And that's kind of what I think of when I think of perfectly imperfect, kind of understanding and knowing your flaws and knowing things that you're good at and knowing things that you're bad at and maybe like working towards those, but overall just accepting who you are. Right, right. And I think that's what we felt when we were working together um, where there were a lot of things that we saw within ourselves and working at this company that I'm sure a lot of people out there also feel where you're just you feel inadequate you feel there's certain things about yourself that you know you don't particularly like Mm -hmm. and then um, along the way through just growing up right like I just realized that um, I don't even know if perfectly imperfect really like I believe in that per se just in the sense of that in itself it implies you're comparing yourself to someone else so that the idea of being flawed is only because you're comparing yourself comparing yourself to someone else who mm-hmm. is flawless exactly and um when i actually believe that we're just we're created exactly how we're supposed to be mm-hmm. so how we may feel inadequate is really just you're comparing yourself to someone else who may just have that subject be easier for them. So this person who can sing better and you sing like crap, it's just <laughs> that person singing just comes 
easier to them. And just like other things come e easier to us. So in the grand scheme of things, no one is bigger or better than somebody else. It's just a concept that we as humans have used to measure and rate who we are. And um, are you are you ready for my crayon analogy? Yes, I'm I was ready. Like, <laughs> I've been waiting for this all night. <laughs> I was like hyping it up um, earlier, and now I'm just like embarrassed to talk about it. Um, no, I'm just kidding. So the crayon analogy is basically like you know you take the color green, right? In itself, it exists as the color green. It's not any better or worse than any other colors, though I think certain people have certain color preferences, right? But as it exists, there are things that are green. That's just what it is, right? It's composed of a mix of yellow and blue. But this thing you bring in blue into the picture, right? Is green less than blue because it's half blue and half yellow? <laughs> no, right? It's just, they're just two separate colors in itself. Mm -hmm. And I think um, that's, a, for me, a great analogy how, of how I see other people and myself. Because, you know, if green's going to go around saying like, well... <laughs> the sky isn't green therefore like you know i'm not as good as blue then that's that sounds really ridiculous so i think um in defining that in sesame street terms, <laughs> <laughs> like you know it kind of it helps me gain perspective of you know what how we should see ourselves and right. not be so worried about things that ultimately don't matter. Yeah. I mean, I think that we're always going to be our own like worst critic. Yeah. And I think that that's something that I always struggled with growing up, like n always comparing myself to others and then feeling inadequate, not enough feeling like other people are so much better at all these other things. And it really took me kind of growing up and understanding like, and I think that I had really great friends in my life who would always kind of tell me like, no, 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 but you're good at this. And like pointing me kind of in the direction of things that I, that were my strengths. Right. And I think that that's something that it takes, it takes a long time because it takes a while to like understand yourself, knowing what you want, knowing what you're good at, and then kind of putting that together into whether it be like a career or like, you know, putting those um, kind of strengths into like a friendship um, I think that it it does vary a lot. Yeah, totally. And I really do think that um, we're conditioned to just feel not good enough. Mm -hmm. I Completely. Mean, yeah, I, and I think a lot of people still use that as a motivation to uh, keep trying to get better, right? To keep improving and strive for something um, when really it's it's doing a it's more detrimental to your overall mental health than I think it mm -hmm. is. Like. Mm -hmm. as, fuel yeah. yeah and I think that you know social media has been kind of one of those things that really does fuel it even more yeah. where you're able to so directly look at something on Instagram and be like oh my gosh why don't I look like that but you know I believe that for every 10 girls that you idolize those girls are probably idolizing another 10 girls and so even the people, the girls that you're like, oh my gosh, they're so perfect. Like if only I could be that perfect, they're thinking the exact same thing. Right. So, I mean, at the end of the day, this idea of perfection really doesn't exist. Well, it, it doesn't exist in the sense that there is no such thing as being perfect. Exactly. And everything that we see in media and social media, it's all filtered. It's not real. It's not real. And I think that's something that a lot of us tend to forget. And even though we work in media, I am so guilty of that when I see someone's oh, like, yeah, right? Even, <laughs> My like, Instagram feed is on fleek. <laughs> <laughs> it's flawless. Exactly. Yeah. Um, just because it's just the, the photos are so nice, the video seems so perfect, and uh, they're, everything about them seems so put together. When you see yourself 24-7 yeah. and you know you're 
bads and not so good parts. And yeah, yeah. And it's really interesting because I've definitely had friends that follow me like on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and I haven't seen them in years. But when I do see them, they're like, oh my gosh, your life looks so like, it looks yeah. so much like it looks so much fun. It looks so perfect. And in my head, because I know all the bads and the whatever that goes into that, that one photo or like that collection of photos, I'm like, oh no, it's really not that big of a deal. But they're like, no, 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 no. But you're like always, you know, doing this or you look so great and like, looks like, you know, New York is so much fun. Yeah. Um, Which by the way, Regina lives in New York. Yes. I live in New York (laughs) and Christine's in LA. Um, But yeah, that's one of the things that I've noticed where sometimes I try to tone it back down or kind of give, I don't know, like do more inspirational, uh, you know, uh, quotes on the bottom or something so that it doesn't seem so perfect or I I'd want it to be a little more like uplifting instead of people always looking at it and be like oh my gosh you know so-and-so's life is so perfect yeah a projected image of what yeah. you think is a, a perfect life exactly in that sense. Mm-hmm. and I think there is that pressure um to to kind of show that side always and um but I wanted to get into um like growing up mm-hmm. t- like what were some of um, your experiences or stories that, you know, made you feel imperfect or inadequate? Um, I think that growing up, one of the things, the, one of my biggest struggles was definitely school. Um, I was never kind of top of the class students, um, the way that some of my really close friends were. And that was something that I was really hard on myself about, even though I, I would try in school, but I knew that it wasn't my forte. And like, it didn't help that the, my teachers would always be like, Oh, she's really smart, but she's just really lazy. Mm. And I was, you know, like that idea was to me, well, I was like, well, I'm really smart. I don't need to worry about this. But I was worried because, you know, I, I felt like I wasn't keeping up in school the way that everyone else was. And I think that I have like a couple of teachers that I can think of very specifically mm-hmm. who would come up to me and, you know, tell me like, you have really good, you know, communication skills. And though the communication skills back in elementary school and middle school and high school meant that I was constantly chatting with my friends, yeah. um, now, you know, working in media, I've now known that like having good communication skills is, it is actually something that people, uh, envy like they do want to have like be able to communicate and to be able to do a presentation and that was something that I never really thought of um I just always looked at the people who were good at math and then I think I had a couple friends who would look at me and be like oh you're really good at public speaking and so I think that it was kind of this push and pull of like other people like me admiring other people and other people like looking up to me but I never hear what other people think and so I never thought that about myself right yeah right. I think that's common in well I'm gonna say like Asian cultures mm-hmm, you, know, you just definitely don't, you don't really compliment you don't, yeah, yeah you don't brag yeah. yeah and you kind of just you know oh no that's 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 not me yeah I'm not, I'm not that good at that you know there are other people who are better that's always something that we were taught to do I mean our parents do that where it's just like yeah. to your face just like oh how could you like disappoint me in that sense yeah and they never say anything good about you no and only to other people and then to other people they're like oh my child it's flawless they're perfect you know um but you never hear that you just hear the (laughs) you just hear all the do better yeah Yeah. so and so kid is doing better in this sense how about you yeah Yeah. exactly well i for for me i mean i'm just gonna answer i don't even well i was gonna ask you but you just took it (laughs) you just took control i will will. um i i had a very similar experience where i I don't i don't 
I don't know if you had this, but then my my mom was definitely like, I wouldn't say she's a tiger mom, but she definitely had a lot of expectations for me. Yes. And she put me in everything and I played violin and I um, took tap dance and <laughs> like she wanted me to go <laughs> swimming and so it's everything that she yeah. wanted me to do. I like I hate as an adult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't like swimming. <laughs> I hate violin. I hate classical music and all that. Um, but I did everything to please her and it was never good enough. Mm-hmm. And um I think in that sense, I always feel, I always felt like just inadequate growing up, just I couldn't measure up to other people because she was constantly using, you know, someone else's kid as uh, ammo, ammo. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, how come you can't be like her? Why can't you be like him? And look what he's doing now. And, um, I had plenty of comparisons with my older cousins who, you know, all gone into like Ivy league schools or UC schools and are now all doctors and lawyers in their own rights. Right. Uh, Story of my life. (laughs) Totally. Right. And then then here we are in working in media and I'm trying to explain to my parents what a podcast is. Yeah. (laughs) I'm still trying to understand. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I think along the way, I never felt that I was particularly skilled in anything because I was too busy trying to catch up to everyone else's definition of success, oh, which completely. is like, right? Yeah. Like you have to be good yeah. at math. You have to be good at yeah. in, in, yeah. the instrument yeah. and In order to have a successful career. Right. In order to have a successful life that, you know, that your parents can then brag about to right. other people. Right. That was something that we needed to kind of be and, you right. know, and embrace kind of. Because that's the only only measure of success that they understood mm-hmm. being immigrants mm-hmm. to america so mm-hmm. i think to them it was something that they could um kind of see along the way like okay my kid's doing this compared to that person so yeah okay you need to do this to get into a uc you need to get into you know be a doctor and do this and there was no gray area so um it, like i said in, in that sense i just grew up always feeling imperfect just mm-hmm. you know yeah, like always everyone, feeling yeah. like everyone else was so much more and so much better. Right. And always wanting to achieve that to, like, please our, please our parents. Totally. Yeah. And I think through that, um, which is relating to your own story, is that now that I'm in my 30s, I've seen my own path. And through hindsight, I can see that the very things that I was taught to care about um, really didn't lead me anywhere because my heart wasn't in that. And as as difficult as that process was and it still impacts me now as an adult and how I still have insecurities in a lot of areas, um, it's really, sh- like, like shown a light, shined a light, shown a light <laughs> on, on the fact that um, it makes me pay attention to the things that I do, uh, like, connect with mm-hmm. and that I do like. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been the process of growing into an adult mm-hmm is paying attention to those moments that I know really mean something because I know the moments that didn't mean anything, I know what those felt like. And it's choosing to be brave enough to pursue those things that really hit a note with you. Mm -hmm. And even though you may not feel like, oh, I'm experienced in that area or I don't know where this is going to lead me because I don't have an example to go after, um, I've learned that you may just be that person to be perfectly made for that yeah you know whatever that is yeah. and as imperfect as you are mm-hmm. you're perfectly made for that do you like how i tied in our title oh with that gosh, oh my look god at you. I you're know. doing a great job <laughs> if you can't if you can't well you guys can't see but i'm flipping my hair so. <laughs> yeah no i i completely agree with that and i think that um yeah, one of the reasons why we did want to start this podcast was just to talk about all of those things that did affect us as, um, as you know, young adults or even as teenagers that 
really did take time to grow into. And I think that that's, that's so important because I'm in my mid twenties now and I look back at my early twenties and I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's so many things then that I would freak out about that today I literally just brush it off and it it doesn't even phase me, but I'm sure that there are things that are bothering me now that like five, 10 years that I look back that really, really aren't that big of a deal. Right. It's all about perspective. Exactly. Completely. Um, and I think, like, I guess, like, I also want to know, like, what what is one of your insecurities now? Um, now that you have all the answers. <laughs> now that I have all the answers to life. Yeah. Um, I think that one of my biggest insecurities, I have a couple, I have a lot of insecurities. <laughs> and I think that um, one of the ones that probably affect me the most um, would be, uh, I think, my appearance. I think that I still kind of you know, look to, or kind of go into that, like, Asian, like, the little Asian girl stereotype, where, you know, everyone's, like, really small, and cute, and petite, and everything, and I'm, like, not like that at all, and, like, the Asian stereotype is also for, like, women to be really quiet, and, like, I mean, essentially, the stereotype is that women, like, Asian women are submissive, and I'm not like that at all. I'm, like, ready to fight someone (laughs) at all times, (laughs) and I'm, you know, loud, and so I think that kind of growing up, knowing that a lot of my friends were always, like, oh, really quiet and, like, soft-spoken, and I was never like that. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm here. Like, you you would know that I'm here, and so... Regina has arrived. Yeah, so, like, kind of being comfortable with that and, like, kind of just, like, knowing that I don't look like all the other Asian girls I think that's something that I really struggled with and I think um professionally now um being put in like a pool of you know corp like a large corporation where so many people went to schools that were much better than me have um a much better knowledge of media because that's what they studied yeah um kind of faking my way through that I guess um because there are a lot of people who you know they'll be like oh yeah you know in act one where it perfectly leads into act two and then you know that climax oh it was so good and I'm like yeah totally I know exactly exactly. (laughs) yeah and then when the guy did that thing oh it was awful you know and the room goes quiet yeah and everyone who is this girl (laughs) exactly so I think that like uh one of the things that I do kind of worry about at work is just like being well-read, um, kind of understanding the marketplace, understanding, um, you know, trending things. And it's weird because, um, the thing about media is that it's so relatable because that's what, it's what everyone does. It's, you know, it's Facebook, it's Instagram, it's Twitter, but thinking about it in kind of more of a business sense, I think is something that I'm still learning to do. And it seems like there are a lot of other people who do it much, much better than I do. So, uh, no, I think, I think you're fabulous. <laughs> Thanks. Well, how how have you, I guess, what do you do to deal with that now, you know, with, mm-hmm. given that you're in your, I don't know, how old are you, mm-hmm. in your mid-20s? 20, 20, I'm 25 <laughs> now. Um, I think that one of the things that, I, in terms of appearance, that I've seen is, has been like a movement that, um, is spreading kind of all across social media is kind of like body positivity um, where you see different sized girls or like you see ads where, you know, there's, they're like five or 10 different girls who are the same weight, but different heights and like how each girl will carry it differently. I think that things like that really like inspire me. You know, there's, you know, models like Ashley Graham who just won glamour woman of the year um, for being like a body positive um, woman. And she just created um, the first Barbie doll without a thigh Ah. gap. Oh yeah. She just, I think, I don't know if it's launched yet, but um, I know that she like posted a bunch of photos of it on Instagram and it was like nice to know that there won't be, 
I mean, hopefully there won't be girls that, you know, will look at these Barbies and just expect that that's what they will look like when they right. grow up. Because I think that there was like a study where if they actually translated like the size of a Barbie into an actual human being, yeah. it was physically impossible really yeah like oh. her, the height the, like the height of her um where her organs her would be placed oh. and everything like yeah. she would actually topple over and have to like walk on four <laughs> you know crawl on all fours to get around and so you don't do that <laughs> i do that all the time. models don't do that <laughs> so i think that just kind of um you know being more body positive and creating the like low not not lowered expectations but more realistic expectations yeah 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 um what about you what about me? <laughs> um, I guess like current insecurities, I've I've definitely have gone through the like what you should look. I like appearance is I think definitely a daily struggle mm-hmm. for many women because yeah. it is it's shown to you everywhere. Yeah, I media, mean, TV, magazines, Instagram. Every, <laughs> right, we're told that since we're um, children, mm-hmm. right? How we should look in the ideal body type and your face and all of mm-hmm. that and it, it is society's currency for women mm-hmm. so in that sense um i definitely relate to to that insecurity mm-hmm. um but i think maybe my greatest insecurity at the time right now if you're asking me is um am i doing the right thing and uh i recently Ooh, that's a big one <laughs> yeah right like i re- i recently left um my job at that YouTube production company mm-hmm. that I was working at. And mm-hmm. I was working there for like five, six years. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was it was kind of a point in my life where I was like, I, I think this chapter needs to end. Mm-hmm. It's coming to a close. And yeah. what is going to be the next thing? And mm-hmm. this next thing I realize is having uh, more outlets to have candid conversations like mm-hmm. this podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm also starting like a YouTube channel with mm-hmm. shows that are very similar to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess the insecurity in my head is, am I saying the right thing? If mm-hmm. I'm going to be a voice for women yeah. and I'm going to put effort and have people and friends and crew help me make all these shows, mm-hmm. am I doing the right thing? Am mm-hmm. I, am I living a good example and, mm-hmm. um, making sure that what I say, <clears throat> excuse me, um, is coming from a good place. Yeah. Like as in like a real positive place versus me just saying it because it sounds right. good. Yeah. So that's my current uh, insecurity. But then how I've learned to not deal with it, but I guess like talk my way through moments of doubt, it's that it it's not that big of a deal. Don't take myself way too seriously. You know, granted, yes, I um, understand the importance of uh, doing what I'm doing, but I think it's just focusing on on that, the message and the heart of it, and everything works out in itself. And that's something, even though 30s isn't like that old, but 30 years is a good amount of time for me to realize that things ultimately pan out. Yeah. And um, when you look at it from a small microscope, everything seems to be the biggest deal at the time. But like you said, you know, you, you pull out and you realize there's so many other things going on in this world mm-hmm. that people have been dealing with for centuries and centuries, right? I mean, even racism and women's rights and all of that has been something that has been a struggle for a long time. So we're not going through anything that's really new. Just speak from what feels right to you and everything else will kind of take care of itself. Completely, yeah. yeah. And I think for me too, I can completely relate to that. You know, I moved to New York about two and a half years ago now and 
kind of trying to figure out what I want to do, I think that I, I do want, I think that working in media, I do want to have that voice. Like I do want to be able to speak for, you know, women or Asian Americans, but at the same time, it is a lot of pressure. And yeah. like in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be so great at this. And then I actually do it. I'm like, oh my gosh, am I act- like, <laughs> am I saying the right things? Am I doing the right thing? Right. And so I think, um, wait, like, I think like, sorry to inter- yeah, interrupt no. you, but when we do that, you start, it actually, um, when you overthink things, it doesn't come out naturally. Yeah. And that's when it's not honest and real yeah. to what you're really thinking Yeah, and I, and I think that that's one of the reasons why we wanted to do this in the first place yes. because we realized that all the phone conversations that we were having where we were being so honest and so candid with one another about our insecurities and things that we were uncomfortable with or, you know, wanted to fight for, um, we wanted that to kind of... I think that it was something that we felt like other women and other Asian Americans could relate to. Right. And so that's why we wanted to kind of put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think um, the podcast is just a way for us to do it. Um, But we've always agreed that um, connecting with other people and letting um, others know that you're not alone in how you're feeling. There's actually a lot of people who feel the same way as you. It's just that if you don't speak out about it, everyone else is alone in that um hopelessness or yeah so hence just us putting it out there letting you guys know that you're not alone in how you're feeling and even if we um haven't really addressed topics that you may currently be going through um we we definitely want to explore that in Mm -hmm. the future yeah so um feel free to you know shoot us an email (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Feel free to shoot us an email at the perfectly imperfect podcast at gmail.com. Ooh, that sounds nice. I know, right? And yeah. Yeah, just feel free to send us um, questions or topics that you want us to touch up on because we're always open to new ideas. Yeah. And even just like comments that you have mm-hmm. about any of the episodes that we have and, mm-hmm. and all that. And, we and how we can improve. Yes. 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 Um, say yes too much oh my god yes that's just something everyone has to get used to (laughs) um but i do yeah i do think that like at the end of the day we want this podcast to be something where we tell real life stories just based off of things that have happened to us in the past things that have have happened to us together um because i think that one of the most comforting things and uplifting things is when i get brunch with one of my friends and we just talk for two, three hours and we talk about anything and everything and we really dive into the, you know, um, the career topics or the topics about boys and love or friendships and, you know, all those things. And when I then realize, you know, um, having that tiger mom kind of, you know, Asian American growing up experience isn't so uncommon and um, it's very relatable that other people, that other people can kind of share with us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I guess with that, you know, thank you so much for joining us on our first episode ever. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> don't forget to subscribe and rate and review our podcast. And um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I am on Twitter. It's Regina Fang. <laughs> I have to think about my handle. And then on Instagram, it's Regina.Fang. Oh, my God. You got... Oh, I think because my name is so common that it's hard <laughs> to get Christine Chen. But um, my Twitter is Christine Chen 4. Don't ask me why 4. Everyone <laughs> asked me that. And then for Instagram, it's Peachy Christine. So, yeah, definitely connect with us. And um, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, this is so exciting. Yay. I can't wait to 
record future episodes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.